Boom, boom, boom. I was about to say, Ayo. And we're off. It is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023 AD, 901 AM US Pacific uh, Daylight Time here in Los Angeles. And I'm live on all platforms. Let me confirm that Odyssey's working. Uh, I have some calls to get to today, guys. Uh, I cracked. I'm growing. And some fun news for me to cover, I hope. Uh, I may talk about John Fetterman, the depressed stroke survivor. Democrat, male Democrat, six foot eight, but female-minded. His dad was a Republican. What a shame. There's a little puff piece on him from Time Magazine I'm going to read to you guys. Snippets from it and show pictures and comment. Uh, Some uh, various drama to cover. Twitter is becoming X. (laughs) And a parody account from Cortez, Sandy Cortez, AOC, tricked me. I thought it was real. But no, it's not. There's some terrible radical homosexual propaganda pushing on the kids. It's evil. Oh, let me confirm that it's going. Nice. Uh, And LeBron James's son suffered a a heart attack, cardiac arrest. Anyway, is that a different? Is that different from a heart attack? Same thing. Is a heart attack a type of cardiac arrest, or is it the only cardiac arrest there is? But he edit. LeBron James wanted him to play uh, with him in the NBA, but he got a heart attack practicing at USC. Terrible. I would like to get to this uh, remembrance of the Monterey Park shooting, but uh, we'll see what we have time for. Certainly there will be time this week to cover that stuff. And some beautiful White History music. It is White History Month. The last full week of White History Month, but White History Month's end will be on Monday. Very nice. JLP will be back for Men's History Month, hopefully. So all that and your calls, guys, if you would like to call in. Some of you are already on hold. But anyway, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. How you guys doing? I am fine. I am wearing my freshly arrived All Thoughts Are Lies t-shirt from the JLP store. JC Lee Peterson. Rebuildingtheman.com slash stores is where you can get yours. And you don't have to get this manly, neutral, light green t-shirt. I didn't want to call it girly. Uh... It has white text, it has black text, all thoughts are all lies, all the time, about anything. Great message from, uh, 
from JLP and great design from uh, Nic- Nicolas, the American anchor baby, who goes live roughly noon today, Pacific time. Check him out on YouTube and Rumble. By the way, we have Joel Friday TV. That's his show, uh, Joel Friday's show, coming up right after Hake, and I think it's going to be guest hosted by American Anchor Baby. But I like this. It says uh, JLP uh, thinking with his full beard. Cool. So uh, get yours, rebuildingtheman.com slash stores, rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. <laughs> Where to buy that bear, that wooden bear. I don't know. I think it was a gift d- before I was even working for Bond. Uh, so very nice. I like it. I didn't like the fit at first, but maybe it's because I need to get fit. (laughs) I was seeing in the chat yesterday, people were saying, one guy anyway, was saying, hey, you need to, it's okay to work out. (laughs) True, true, true. Very true. Uh, Before I get into this John Fetterman story, guys, I want to get to a call or two. Um, People have, some people have have been on hold already since before Hake even started. So first, I want to get to Denny in Bulgaria, who's on the line from overseas. Happy White History Month, Denny. How are you doing, man? All is well, Mr. Hake. Happy White History Month from over the ocean. Nice. And happy belated birthday, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mr. Hake, I'm calling because uh, I was watching. <clears throat> I was watching your program yesterday. Very splendid, as always. And there was this uh, gentleman called your program. I don't remember the names. Uh, and you were talking about snakes and different kind of th- stuff, right? Yeah. So I wanted to give a, a good example. Uh, it, it's it's even a written document. Uh, one of the greatest pharaohs in Egypt, Amenhotep IV, referred to his wife, to his favorite wife. You know, he had many wives, but the favorite one was Nefertiti. Okay. He referred to her, he referred to her as a crocodile because <laughs> the female crocodile has this natural instinct. And I don't know how nobody knows how, but the the level of the river Nile is always different, and somehow the female crocodile always knows exactly where to lay the eggs so that they can be always surrounded by water, but never overwhelmed by the by the water. So back then, to call a woman a crocodile was the highest compliment you can give. Wow. And mystic, I can assure you, uh, I don't know if you're married or anything, but if you have a girlfriend, but t- take your girlfriend to a nice dinner, to a nice restaurant, and call her a crocodile in the middle, in the middle of the meal. <laughs> uh, I'll be calling Mr. Peterson for weeks to, to wish speedy recovery to Mr. Hake. <laughs> it's not going to end well. The languages are different. I don't know if you have read uh, the Greek or the or the Norse mythology, and uh, it's it's exactly the same. Like for example, when uh, the son of Loki, Fenrir, also known as the Great Wolf, yeah, and Odin banished him from Asgard. Well, it's not a real wolf. Wolf was uh, a way to to verbally mark someone from a different tribe, from a different area. Those people over there from that area, they are wolves. Yeah. Right? So we don't want them. 
that's how people talked back then. Yep. In the Greek mythology, this person is an owl. Like, you know, the, the, the night bird. It means that this person has wisdom. Yeah. So, so this is how, and it's all over the world. Like I have colleagues in India, and even today in the places that are not very well developed, little villages, remote villages, because someone, an elephant, is actually a compliment. You're complimenting their memory. Yeah. They remember well. Again, Mr. Hick, call your girlfriend an elephant. If she brings up something from the past, you're not going to end well. Right. The language has changed a lot. And I understand that if people think about, you're talking about thousands of years. Mr. Haig, I'm a 32-year-old man. I started uh, learning English when I was about 10 or 11, something like that. When I was learning language, the word napkin, I can give you a lot of examples. I, I just remembered that one by listening to you yesterday. But the word napkin, as, as we know it, that, that meant diaper Whoa. when I started so uh, at age of 16, I went. my parents sent me to Malta. Uh, I was still in high school, but I, I went there to study. And I, I went to get a slice of pizza, and when the person asked me if I want a napkin, I was about to hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was insulting me or something. Right. Then this isn't an example from 300 years or 3,000. This is what happened like a few years ago. I'm 32. I was 16 back then. Yeah. The languages have changed, but... People should not be focused on trivial things. I'm not calling the Bible or I'm not calling uh, ancient documents trivial. Right. I'm highlighting the fact that people should not be focused on that. Like uh, James Haig from the United States is wearing a shirt that says "All Thoughts Are Life." Well, if somebody says that James Haig from United Kingdom, let's say, right, is wearing it's the message. It's not the name, and it's not the. It's just people are focusing on the wrong things. But yeah, I've noticed something interesting along the way too. The fact that uh, people might disagree, yet still call and yet still seek, and they're still seeking. That's pretty good, Mister Haig, because I believe that indeed it's a spiritual issue, and uh, it's something that we just. You know how people feel well when they do have faith and they're comfortable in their faith, and people don't feel very well when they're not, you know, vice versa. Yeah. So this isn't something you can just ignore. I'm certain that you, I, and everybody else, we have things that we just don't care about, and that's fine. Right. But this isn't something you can just ignore, because I believe, this is my personal belief, that this is the way God designed us to be. He designed us to be with Him. And, uh, of course, we can ignore it, but then again, we cannot have this comfortable nature. Uh, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, you are. I, th- I think you are. What is, what is your point about that, your last point about, about, uh, about what we should be focused on? My point is that uh, we, we shouldn't really be, that we shouldn't be focused on details and how people used to talk. Yeah. That's why I decided to give you the examples about uh, about the crocodile and the elephant. Even here in the Balkans, people that are not very social were called crows, right? like the blackbird. Okay. Uh, 
you know, you can't just call somebody a crow today. Right. You can, but you not So <laughs> language language is different. Yeah. And it, it changes every, every all the time. So that's why that that was my point. We shouldn't be focused on the language as much as the the action itself. I really that's agree. Uh, you know the with the Adam and Eve story. That story is so deep when and so pertinent and relevant to our lives in the pursuit of knowledge, wanting to be equal with God, wanting equality. Uh, listening to the woman, or the woman getting uh, straying away from the plain truth and good advice of of God and uh, and the man, I, I assume the man gave her good advice, uh, and then this this lying of the serpent, that stuff is so pertinent. It's happening today in front of us. And then what his what what the hang up is of of the fallen state person who called in yesterday, Russ, that was Russ from Hampton, Virginia. He said, it's a lie. A talking snake is a lie. You're right. It's you're hung up on a a detail that doesn't matter to the point of the story. So true. Uh, I apologize, Mr. Hake. I, I I just don't remember names. It's just difficult for me. I, I hope, it's not that much of an issue. Well, it, it helps that you remember history, and uh, you ex- you described the the person whom you were calling, or the topic that you called. Well, you you communicate quite clearly, Den- uh, Denny. I appreciate yeah. you, man. No, I remember uh, everything that I've read, even when I was a child, even when I read, even if I read just once, it's still in my head. So yeah, I'm just bad with names. Uh, but yes, you you are of course 100 uh, percent correct. Uh, and uh, I know how busy you are, Mr. Hake. I'd like to thank you for taking my call. Uh, kind regards to your audience uh, and your colleagues. And God be with you, sir. Thank you for your work. Thank you, Denny. Appreciate you. Take care. Right on. Goodbye, sir. Bye. Denny in Bulgaria with some white history. Is that white history? Uh, Nefertiti, Queen Nefertiti of Egypt? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, David, I meant to get to David in Ocala, Florida, and I would be remiss were I not to get to him. Uh, he's talking about the same topic generally, the serpent versus the snake. David, in Ocala, how are you doing? Good morning, James Hake. Morning. Happy birthday again. I know you got cookies sent to you. I haven't talked to you since then. Right on, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, I wanted to say real quick to, before I get going here, it's sad that people call into your show and get all upset and angry like that. And, you know, that's, they shouldn't be disrespectful to you like that. He didn't mean to be disrespectful. He just couldn't help it because he felt that I was disrespecting him. <laughs> I got Which you, I was. I, I was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know listen, if I was wrong. I just, let, let me lay a little foundation to what I'm about to say here to you. Okay. okay. Um, uh, you know, there's people that talk about God, you know, there's many gods, okay? But there's only, in the Bible, there's only one true God, and that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, okay. You know, and the way that you know that he's the one and true God is because he declares the end from the beginning. And that's what that, what happened with the serpent and Eve, because he 
if you read what he said to to the serpent, he said, because you've done this, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. And he, he said, you will bruise his heel and he will crush your head. So the bruising of the heel was the crucifixion of Christ. The seed of the woman was Mary, and the seed of the serpent is going to be the Antichrist, okay, that comes during the Great Tribulation. Yeah. See how he's declaring the end from the beginning right there? That's the first prophecy in the Bible, is Genesis 3.15, okay? How do you know that those are what God was referring to when he he said that curse and made that prediction uh, towards towards the serpent? 20 years of studying and listening to people that are smarter than me. Right, because I've heard that it was a reference to that as well, but when I was reading it and thinking about it, I don't know if I would have deduced that necessarily, I, I specifically. Well, all of this, what people don't understand is this is, a, this is why Russ has a little bit of a problem here, because when Peter, Jesus asked Peter, he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. And Jesus replied to him, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So God reveals himself to people who seek him. Okay, you have to seek him diligently. It says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah. So it doesn't come easy, man. I mean, this isn't, this isn't easy. The other, okay, so the word serpent, if you look it up, it means, it isn't a snake. It it was it's the it's Satan. It's the devil. It's it, it, uh, it he's it. The word means shining one, enchanter, and spellcaster. Wow. And if yeah, and if you go to if you go to Revelation nine, and I can prove that the serpent is the devil by this. It says that great dragon was cast to the earth. That old serpent who was called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And that's what I'm talking about. See, the the end goes back to the beginning. Okay. Interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. Now he asked. So a that's question. a well. That's if if we're taking that as the revelation having been written by John. Right. John wrote Revelation. Did Moses write? Is it established fact, or is it just speculation that Moses wrote Genesis? Yeah, Moses wrote wrote the first five books of the Bible. I think it's called the Torah. Okay, that's why the Jews have a hard time with the New Testament because they don't. Ninety nine percent of the Jews in in Israel do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay, there were some Christians over there just a couple of week, last week right. or so, and they got yeah. Did you see that video? No, no. Go, were, finish the story. Finish the story. I I I was. Go ahead. Finish the story. I didn't. Okay, the, I didn't the, the, know the what you're Jews about. over in Jerusalem do not believe that Christ Jesus is the Messiah. That's really what the Great Tribulation is about. Jesus said He won't come back until they say, "Blessed is He that comes in the name of the Lord." Okay, so they they deny Him, and that's what that really that seven year tribulation is for is to straighten them up. But anyway, uh, what happened over the last week is some Christians went over there and they basically got attacked. Okay. Okay. And they'll spit. They'll spit on people if you if you use the name Jesus. They'll they, they get crazy. Some of the okay? some of the angry Jews will do that. Wow. Uh, yeah, my my the man who raised me, my father. Are those religious okay, Jews or atheist Jews yeah, who spit re- at Jesus? Religious Jews. They're, okay. They're uh, 
yeah, they're full-blown Jews, okay? Okay. Anyway, my stepfather, who raised me since I was nine, his his dad was full-blown Jewish, and his mom was a shishka. You know, she wasn't a Jew. They call him that. Anyway. A shishka? He, <laughs> yeah, shishka or something like that. Anyway, when he converted to Jesus and got born again, his mother gave him a funeral. Whoa. He totally disowned it. That's how brutal, man. They get, they're irate. Huh. You know? Now. But I got it. Go ahead. No, what were you about to say? I have to let you, I had, Russ had said, and this is one, the main reason I called, I mean, I was, uh, uh, it really bothered me what he said yesterday, denying the Word of God like that. I, you know, it's a good thing he didn't put me on because my emotions were going a little high. Oh, okay. Um, I don't like it when people deny the Word of God like that because he doesn't understand what he's doing. But when you did not, when you deny the Word of God like that, you open yourself up for the devil to come beat the dog pants off you. That's <laughs> why he's. That's why he ain't doing so well. I mean, so I suggest to him to cry out to God and say, "God, prove yourself to me." Then, okay. But here, interesting. He asks, how do you become a Christian? That's what he said. Okay. How yeah. Do I how do you How do you believe me? in your heart? Okay, it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Right, he knows, he's heard that. Go ahead. I'm sure he has. But the other thing is you, is you have to repent from your sin and turn from sin, make Jesus the Lord of your life, and he, has to, he really needs to be the number one thing in your life above your wife, your mother, your father, your children, sports, entertainment everything okay now that, that doesn't mean you're not going to get eternal life if you don't just totally put him like that but if you do if you put him number one in your life and you seek him hard he'll show you these things that i just told you this didn't come easy man i mean this is i quit gambling okay i quit drinking you know i quit smoking cigarettes but I quit, you know you that's know, that's it cool it's respectable those are those are nice things but you sh- you shouldn't be bothered inwardly. <laughs> In I N W A R D L Y. When Russ overreacts and and rejects it and calls it a lie. Well, that's what got me was the lie. See part that? Because see the that, words. But that shouldn't it. bother you. Do you agree well, that? Do you agree well, it shouldn't bother yeah. you? Yes, you're right. Okay, that's why, I, you know, I, I, I'm glad I calmed down. And the one other thing, is, it, the Word of God says yeah. for us and anybody else that's listening, it says a fool says in his heart there is no God. Right. Okay? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's Psalm 14. And uh, the creation declares his majesty, okay? And, you know, so that's, uh, that's it. But remember, there's many gods that people bring up. But there's only one true God, and that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's it, okay? And every knee's going to bow, and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus is Lord. You can do it now here on earth, or you can do it when you get judged. Now, David, uh, in Ocala, God, Jesus said that he gives you perfect peace, right? Or uh, God said that he would give, keep them in perfect peace. Okay. So you should who, be at perfect them? peace. Who, me? Yeah. 
Well, you know, we we do. We are emotional people. I mean, I understand what y'all are saying about controlling your anger and all that, and and, and you're right, okay? And I've had anger problems since I was a little kid. Yeah, so you're talking but it's not right controlling. <laughs> just, to correct the, just to correct the record, it's not about controlling anger. It's, uh, it's about get rid of all anger. The Bible doesn't say to control it. It says to get rid of it. It says to get rid well, of all anger. Right, and you're right, but hey, when you're 11 years old and you got some 13 kids... No, no, but you're kids, not 11 anymore. I understand 11 years old. No, I know, but I was just going back to when I, you know, for Mr. Mad, you know, when I was going to stick that pencil on that kid's head. Did you, you call know, yourself so Mr. Mad? No, the guy on the show that likes my story about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...stick <laughs> a pencil on the side of that kid's head. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, well... You know, that kid pushed me to the limit, you know, and, and, and sometimes people will push you to that limit and uh, you can't, you know, you, you, you know, that fight or flight mode kicks in. Right, so. but God, patience is endless when we're, yes. I get bit as a kid, but you don't, you want to grow up, you want to grow out of that. I, yeah, well, I, I'm trying, I'm 57. No, I get it, know, I know that you're trying. Uh, yeah, I'm trying, and, and y'all, your show has helped me think about that. Trust me, man. Nice, man. I'll, I can I can nut up real quick on somebody. Okay, what's I mean, that? I've literally told. I, I don't know I've if I want to. Told, but, I, I've told people before that I'm going to take like 35 years out on your face. Okay, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, man, so, I didn't you know, know that. I, I didn't know you had that in you. Issues. I oh, think that's. Yeah, com- I feel like that's might like be compensating for. Uh, for continued insecurity and anger inside of you. Uh, well, it's my childhood. It's, yeah, it's, like you know, you're, I, our resident health expert, Lisa, on the Facebook crew, shout out to the Facebook uh, crew, says you're still uh, emotionally immature. Aren't you well, Aren't you about 50-something? Okay. 57. Wow. Yeah, you want to... I haven't told you, somebody you're, I'm you're here exhorting about on their face in a long time, though. You know, right? <laughs> no, I know, but you're here exhorting Russ, and what you say to Russ—that uh, there's a lot of truth to that. But you also want to uh, exhort yourself, and really. Well, uh, I just wanted to get through to Russ that he can cry, call out to God like everybody. No, I know, but I'm talking it. about you're exhorting Russ, but meanwhile, you got to overcome your issues. Oh yeah, I got issues. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm perfect at all, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm. I'm but we're I'm supposed to be being. perfect and become perfect. Well, the only way you can become perfect is through the blood of Christ. Okay, and that's why you're going <laughs> to get an eternal. You're going to get a glorified talking, body. But you're talking sort of Christianese, you know, with all this stuff about the blood of Christ and Jesus and stuff, but you're not living Jesus. You're not a living uh, little Christ. Well, nobody can attain perfection here on earth, buddy. Jesus didn't say that. God didn't say nobody can attain perfection here on earth. I mean, he said that we will will maybe speak imperfectly and know imperfectly, but still we will have perfect peace. Well, he, that's why he had to come and die on the cross, buddy. If we could have done it all himself, he wouldn't wouldn't have had to come. I know, but he, I, I if he died saying, on the cross and we still and we still have, uh, and we're still uh, have limits that we can be hit, where we're wow. going to snap, then or you know just messed up. You don't want to make excuses. You're making excuses and think and calling it Christian. 
I'm I'm wrong for being angry. Okay, yeah. I'm wrong. You know, I'm wrong for you know. But what I what happens with me is somebody can they can just push me, push me, push me, and then I finally just crack. Okay, so that's what I need I get to get it. under control. You know, and uh, but it's not control; last, it's getting rid of. But go ahead. Well, we're getting rid of it. Did you see the video of the guy in TJ Maxx that grabbed those two girls and threw the one on the ground for stealing the purses? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, this happened in the last few days, and I thought I thought of you telling me, "Hey, be careful! You don't want to get you know foolhardy and jump into something like that." Remember, I told you. Yeah, I the very true. Of that? Yep. Yeah. Well, this this was a white guy about my age, and he just. He, he, it was two girls, and one got out the door with a bunch of purses. And this was in California, too. Okay. okay. So you can look that up. And uh, But he grabbed this one girl by her hair and threw her down on the ground, and she was screaming, let me go. And, you know, and of course, they were both black. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And he's white. But anyway, look, Russ, I hope you can find the Lord if you're listening. <laughs> uh, read a Bible. That's no, how no, God no, no. I don't need... We, no, no, no. We you've done enough enough exhorting of Russ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but I great call, man. Uh, fun call. You don't happen to drink caffeine, do you? Oh yeah. Right before I call you. Oh, uh, are you serious? Or are you joking coffee. with me? No, I got a cup of coffee over here and a glass of pet, a coke. Because our resident health expert Lisa <laughs> says, or calm down. Maybe caller should cut down the cat on the caffeine. <laughs> well, I she called it a little bit. Yeah, she called it. Hey, she, it's uh, it, I get a little excited by right. talking with you that you allow me to do this. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you. So you're kind of you know, like really Russ because Russ gets all up on his ego by calling into the Hake report too. You well, want to get up on my ego? I just get a little nervous before I call. And, oh, okay. You know, until I get going a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to ever cuss you. That's no, wrong. Well, don't say you never will, but. No, I well, get what I you mean. That. Yeah, that's just, you know, that's disrespectful. But, hey, listen, hey, I know you got to go. Thanks for uh, putting up with me and taking my call and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm going to have to go back to work. You know, I've been out of work for a while, so I'm going to okay. go back. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stay watching your show, and, and uh, I'll give you a call every once in a while if that's okay and just stay in touch with you, all right? That sounds great. Uh, let me know how it goes when you get the chance and I'm glad that you're going back to work. That's cool, man. I wish you well with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back to the car business and do the grind. I got about five more years till I'm 62. I can get out. So sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. So hey, have a good one, man. And thanks again. And God bless you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. David in Ocala, Ocala, Florida. Um, I want to get to more of the calls. Uh. And I'm going to do just that. Rob is in Canada. I would be remiss were I not to get to Rob in Canada. Uh, switching up topics here. Rob, thanks for calling and holding. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Thanks for holding. Can you there. hear me? Yes, I can. You're yeah, si- no you worries. sound kind of tinny, but uh, are you on speakerphone or something that you can get to I got phone? my headphones in. I think it would be the best. But Okay. Headphones, we normally sound a little odd. And it does sound a little odd, okay. but you're coming through clearly. Go to regular right. phone if you can. I can, yeah. Okay, let's hear how regular phone sounds. Okay, give me one second. Rob right. in Canada. He's been on hold forever. I can you me. hear me now? 
I can. I think that sounds a touch better. Appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. No, that was good. Uh, um, last call there. Stay close to your phone up. now. It's a... Uh, I think you... Okay, that's better. Better? Yes. I think you uh, handled that last call pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to uh, GLP there for, I don't know, not even three weeks or so, but I was like, I better check into this uh, silent prayer. Oh, cool. And, uh, and then I've been doing that for the last two weeks, and it's phenomenal. It's like I just feel, like, at peace. Like, listening to that last caller was like, uh, you're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, um, no, but, like, just unbelievable. Even just little things, right? Just I just walk around with, like, clear mind. I'm like, wow, this is unreal. It's Yeah, I just and it's easy it's just a simple message right it's just like you don't have to get into the bible you don't because i've done that for you there was years of like you know looking in and growing up i grew up like j-dub okay uh, j-dub that's jehovah's witness is that what yeah (laughs) that's funny yeah and i was like never really in i never got baptized i was just like oh i just you know wasn't didn't get it and then it's just now it's just like makes so much sense. The, uh, you know, Jesus died for our sins. So why are we, why are all these religions and everything still pushing like, oh, you're, you know, you're a sinner, you're this. It's like, wait, are you calling it like it didn't work when he died for our sins? You know? Like, yeah. So true, man. I, yeah. And it's like, wait, are you saying that it didn't? So now we have to do this and this or. You got to read the Bible and do this, or is it go within? And then once you go within, you know, you find that peace. It's just everything, little little things, you know, like you stay, bump into something. It's just like, no, doesn't bother. No, doesn't. Driving, you know, people don't bother me. Nothing. What? Not that I was really ever angry or anything before, but. What a great report, man. That's cool. And this is just yeah. after you just found JLP two weeks ago. Is that what you said? Uh, well, like three weeks ago, I've seen them, and I always right. liked listening, right? It was always this, but then it was like, oh, I just want to, um, like, hone in. And then after I started doing it, I was like, oh, and I've just, I had all these questions. I'm like, oh, he says, you know, don't talk, like, all thoughts, all this. So, you know, in my head, I'm just like, well, what is he talking about? What do you mean? And then it's like, I just blitz because I work for myself, so I... Just listen to, like, just repeat, like, all the shows, going back, 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 as far as I can, and then it's like, oh, and then listening to the church and all that, and I'm like, oh, all my answers, all these questions I had, it all comes clear when he explains it, and it's just so simple, it's always the same thing, right, and it's like, people, we all just need to look within, and it's that simple, it's, I'm... Just like, okay. It's it's just that simple. That's really cool, man. It sounds like you were ready to hear the truth and and really strike out on your own and and live it. Uh, That's cool, man. Well, I always felt like, I always knew, you know, growing up that way, whatever, it was 
like you I knew there was you know God and all this I always had that feeling but then yeah even you know having my family my mom and stuff are still in it but it's like listening it's like <laughs> do you have the peace though right like, do you have that because it's like yeah like you know yep you can bible thump you can read all these messages but do you even understand like yeah it's like we've been lied to by so many things that right it's like not just that over the years who's rewritten the bible for us right yeah and you're hearing all this other stuff so you're like are we getting the thing but then it's like well god gave his only begotten son for us for our sins and it's like and then you know just feeling that it's like yeah he did and now it's like god doesn't judge us the whole message i i get it and i and i just like it it's great that is cool. And then you're listening to the, uh, you know, get the last caller, and it's just like, yeah, you're, you're, you're missing the point. <laughs> right. It takes you back to the Christian days, you know, the churchy yeah. Christian days. And he's, yeah, been a, he's been a listener for a long time, and uh, I appreciate him, but, he's, but you're right. He's, mm-hmm. he's missing something. Um, yeah. I, a quick question off topic somewhat. You mentioned you grew up J-Dub, which is short for yep. Jehovah's Witness. Uh, Lisa, I mentioned Lisa earlier, our resident health mm-hmm. expert. She asks, why Jehovah's Witness churches all resemble windowless bomb shelters? Right. <laughs> you um, know what she's talking I, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have no windows. I, I'm not sure why that really is. Um I don't really know why they maybe, do that. Maybe they know something but inside, we don't. It's, it's, it's actually, it wasn't, like, bad growing up. Like, everybody was, like, my parents were, like, pretty good. They didn't grow up in it. So then okay. they came out. Like, so they found that, and they were looking for something. And yeah. then uh, when I, you know, I they found it right when I was born, basically. And then I grew up, and then, you know, and it's, you know, everybody's nice and everything. There was True. no issues. All my friends, everything. It's not like I don't even feel bad for growing up in it. It's almost yeah. kind of okay. But right. I've heard horror stories from other things too, right? Right. But it's just, it's like more like once you think about it, the more into it, I'm like now, right? Like the last couple of years, I was looking into it again, and I'm like, not looking to join or anything, but looking, I'm like, man, what is this? They're getting brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's more like a cult. I'm like, wait, none of these, wait, this is, you say one thing and do another, right? Interesting. Um, but yeah, they are, yeah, windowless. I don't know why that really is. They call not. them kingdom halls, right? Is that is that the Correct. case? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jehovah's Witness. I knew a Jehovah's Witness when I was a kid. So did your parents ever go door to door just out of curiosity or did somebody come to their oh, yeah. door? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They still come to my door once in a while and you know, and I'm just like, okay, but you know, I'm nice, whatever. Yeah. Don't care. Cool. But uh Yeah. But um one yeah, what I what I was really calling on before before that, I just want to hit that topic. Yes, please. Yeah, it definitely helped. But, um, yeah, there's a, um, a film, a phenomenal film that I just had watched a few weeks ago. A friend put me on, and, and it's on Odyssey. 
and it's called Africa Blood and Guts, 1966. And it's um, like a documentary kind of basically, but unbelievable photography for back then, like phenomenal. Like, I'm like, this is mind blowing, but they show like all the whole apartheid when the Brits left and gave Africa back to the Africans. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, and just how it completely changes all of a sudden. And you're just, it's a great documentary. It's on Odyssey. By Odyssey, Anyways. you mean O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com? Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. The, like the one that I'm streaming on and the independent, Correct. sort yeah, of independent yeah. platform? Uh, yeah, that's the only place I could find it. And it only has like 63 views on it. And I'm just like, what? Like, is it, a, is the, it about two hours long? Yeah. And the, and the photographer and the reporters or whatever, I think they're Italian or something. They're white, right? But they just show, they're filming this stuff. I'm like, wow, you guys are like, they're getting shot at in planes. They show all this stuff, but it just shows how nice and everybody was all orderly. And then when <laughs> the Britain waves and gets out and they give it back to Africa, and they start ruling... It's just like, whoa, they, all of a sudden all the whites have, are selling their beautiful farms and all this stuff, and it's just mind-blowing. And I'm just like, okay, what? Like, you know, JLP always sees, like, they turn it into a ghetto, and it was like, whoa, this is like, yeah, just mind-boggling. Okay. Like, anybody who wants to watch it Africa. should definitely check it okay. out. Okay. Thank you, man. You know, I, what's funny is their search function must be lacking because I searched it when you said it. Normally, I don't like to to promote stuff that I don't know about, but uh, it's yeah, okay you didn't know. It, but uh, it's, it's also oh, called Africa Adio. A-D-D-I-O is correct. in the name. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah thanks yeah. for the tip, man. Uh, spoiler alert found it for me in the chat. I searched it, and I found another version that has only 19 views. Uh, right, and it doesn't seem to. Yeah, have a sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know, but it's just it, it's like yeah, it's filmed in 1966, and it's like just showing. It's crazy. It, yeah. Does it have? Is like, it gory? Does it have blood and guts? Well, they yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, because it shows like the wars. It shows, is this South Africa or all of Africa? Because you said, does it have like to do with apartheid? From, yeah, it's Africa, and then they apartheid, and then the whites start moving to South Africa. Okay. And they sell off all their beautiful farms, and it's just filming it, basically. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And then, like, the go- the African government's like, oh, we're going to start, like, a meat market. We need animals. And then all of a sudden, every Friday, they can go out, and they just, like, massacre 10 elephants, 100 hippos. Uh, like, just take out all the gazelles all, at, like, every Friday, and you're like, do you guys not see that you're going to run out? And then people had to come in and stop it, but this was the, their government going, take out everything. We need these meat markets. Wow. It's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like, it'll, it'll be mind-blowing for you. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear yeah, from you, but, Rob. Um, yeah, and it, uh, yeah, I haven't ever really watched your show, but I think I'm going to... And how? What do you stream on right now? You're on Odyssey. I am on Odyssey as well as YouTube and Rumble and uh, D Live. Oh, you uh, are on Rumble. The Hake yeah. Report. Yep, the Hake Report on Rumble. Hake Report. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
cool, cool man oh. yeah i just want to let you guys know like and anybody listening like practice the you know the silent prayer i wake up oh one other thing about the silent prayer is yeah kind of funny like four or five days ago it's like i kind of was worked and t- passed out and i usually like do it just in bed before i go to sleep and then the one time i just kind of passed out didn't do it and i woke up with like these crazy this cra- out of this crazy dream all these thoughts just like ripping through my head like and I was like, instantly, I was like, holy cow, this is like, this is intense. Like how much, you know, he gets into your head and your thoughts all of a sudden by just missing the one day. I was like, okay. Interesting, that's man. That's wild. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was wild. No wonder, you're, no wonder like, you uh, poured into it because you knew, you know what evil working in you is like. That's cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and just the clear-headedness and the thoughts and, like, the no thoughts, kind of, like, you know, the practical thoughts, obviously, and everything. And it's just, you know, you're going through your day, but there's no, like, and then reading, like, oh, talking to friends or anything. And there's just, like, all of a sudden, no reaction to things. It's just like, well, okay. You know, whereas I know that I would have reacted, you know, with emotion. Are you in your 20s or 30s? 40s. 40s. Okay. Nice. Just yeah. like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Well, it's great to hear yeah. from you, Rob. Call me again sometime. Yeah. And, and call back call. into JLP anytime when we're guest hosting or when he's back. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. good work. All right. Appreciate it. Have Take a good care. day. You too. Bye. Bye. Rob in Canada. First time caller. Somebody said, watch out, be careful. Something like that. Uh, somebody said that. Um, let's, before I get back to calls, there is one line open. I got to get to John Fetterman. That guy, speaking of darkness, maybe he needs a silent prayer. I have a whole, I have like 18 screenshots. Um, how John Fetterman came out of darkness. You know, he's the senator from, (laughs) senator, (laughs) from, uh, from uh, PA, right? Pennsylvania? Look, there's his, uh, there's a Time Magazine puff piece cover for him. It doesn't look like he's out of the darkness. <laughs> it looks like he's looking toward, literally not out of the darkness. <laughs> In this photograph, there's a Time Magazine puff piece photograph of him. You know, he has that interesting brow, sort of creased. <laughs> uh, and he's wearing his typical hoodie. Not a classic, not a classy hoodie like uh, Hassan wears. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just didn't go there. Uh, but he's literally in the dark, and there's light shining on his, the f- one side of his face only. That's not out of the darkness. Anyway, I saw this on Pocket. Pocket, you know, promotes liberal stuff. Pocket is a... Uh, Aggregate of liberal and sometimes useful information articles from f- mostly far-left publications, including themselves, uh, that are promoted by Firefox, which hates Christians, <laughs> by the way. But anyway, when he looks back on the past year, a year in which he nearly died, became a U.S. senator, and nearly died again. By the way, he beat, he beat Trump's pick, Dr. 
Who's that guy who's everybody was surprised was a supposed Republican? Uh, uh, Dr. Oz. He beat Dr. Oz. Is Dr. Oz a Christian? I think he's Arab. But anyway, uh, this John Fetterman guy, he's not out of darkness. Came out of darkness. It's an article written by this gal. Um, by the way, they, sh- they show this. This is partly what got me. This is why I covered it. If you're listening to the audio podcast, hopefully I can paint a little picture with my words for you. This man, bald-headed, tall, six-foot-eight man in his 40s or 50s, got to be in his 50s, right? Uh, Wearing a suit, but he's sitting outside in the sunshine. Looks like he's in a prison yard, except there's grass and pavement or something. I don't know. And tables and chairs. And he's w- sitting with one one ankle on his on his other knee, you know, his knee up. It's a nice way to sit sometimes. It kind of sort of stretches you out if you're unflexible. Uh, I feel like doing that right now. Maybe I'll do it right now. But he's not wearing socks or he's wearing, like, short socks with his suit. Doesn't fit. You see his... He, too much uh, ankle. Too much shin. He's showing his shins. Not quite his ankles. Uh, he's, he's showing his naked skin on his shins. That's inappropriate. That's vulgar. Uh, I'm overreacting a little bit. He's, it's looks silly. This guy's known for wearing a hoodie all the time. And shorts. And he's six foot eight. <laughs> which I mentioned already. It's an article written by Molly Ball. July tw- out July 20th for Time Magazine. Uh, there's supposedly a debate that uh, he identified as his breaking point. Because he went into depression. Remember that? You guys heard that this John Fetterman guy, a Democrat, a male Democrat. How embarrassing. And his wife speaks for him, runs the show for him. She's all short. She's Brazilian. I'll get to her. Former illegal alien. He said, the, de- the debate lit the mitch. Then he shakes his head in frustration because he had a stroke, and so he cannot speak quite clearly. The right word is there in his brain, but he struggles to get it out. Excuse me. That should be lit the mitch. He stops again and tries again. Lit the match, he says finally. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I got John Fetterman disease. <laughs> Remember, I can't find my words sometimes. No socks, or at least his socks are short. Normally you're supposed to wear long socks, black, or colored, dark, fancy, silk, or something. Hopefully not something that stinks like, uh, like, uh, polyester. Uh, so this guy, oh, by the way, go back to that, that, that picture, that big picture that I was making fun of his sock, his not wearing long socks. When you see that picture, you'll see uh, he uses an iPad in order to comprehend stuff. Where does this thing say about his iPad? Pennsylvania Democrat sitting behind a wood, big wooden desk, blah, blah, blah. Six foot eight frame, white hoodie, gray sweatshorts, sneakers. That's not what he's wearing in this photograph. But in this photograph, there, somebody is holding an iPad for him. In front of his face. 
See that person? You see the, uh, coming out of the corner of this picture, you see a man holding an iPad right in front of, not right in front of him, but off to the side in front of him? Uh, by the way, he does not like wearing suits. He wears, oh, this woman is interviewing him, I guess, in his office, you know, white hoodie, gray sweatshorts, sneakers, a sartorial signature he has maintained despite Senate rules. Senate rules, I guess you have to wear a suit. But for most votes, the senator, John Fetterman, discovered, he can stand just off the Senate floor and give a thumbs up or thumbs down to the clerk, thereby avoiding having to put on a suit. So this guy, he reminds me of Hake. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Nick Fuentes used to always, I don't know if he still does, wear a suit on his show. Hake wears a t-shirt. <laughs> Shameful. But anyway, surrounding us are three iPads propped up on stands, two facing him and one outward that transcribe our conversation this gal is writing in real time, helping compensate for the auditory processing difficulties. Auditory processing difficulties from his stroke that he had just over a year ago. And listen to this. Oh, Lord. He doesn't know better. I'm going to have to try to rush through this. And then I'll get to calls, guys. <laughs> because we're c- approaching the top of the hour. I may have to go past the top of the hour with this. Because I want to be done with it. He settled in to talk through tears. He's crying about his treatment for and recovery from the severe depression that followed his stroke. Right? In February, he, I guess he had a debate and he couldn't find the right words. I guess it is what they're talking about. He debated uh, Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz made fun of him. Ah, uh-huh, he had a stroke, and that made him depressed. Go, he broke. Not John. Uh, Dr. Oz didn't make fun of him. I made that part up. Oz would have won had he done that. Shameful. But I'm not sure I would have totally liked Dr. Oz. So he checked himself into a neuropsychiatry unit. Walter Reed National Military Medical Center outside D.C. He remained there more than six weeks because he was depressed, severe depressed. Now, now, we're not mocking the depressed. Okay, we are, but uh, with love, hopefully. If I love anybody, I love the depressed. But you love them by making fun of them a little bit. (laughs) Uh... By the time he got there, he was a shell of himself, gaunt, listless, barely able to function. And this is a family man, a married father of, I don't know how many children. Man, are they white babies? White Hispanic, maybe. Or Brazilian white Portuguese? <laughs> I don't understand that stuff. Does that may still make them Latino? Because that's a Latin language, right? Portuguesa. Maybe that we should call them Latin people. I didn't think I could be fixed, he says. He didn't actively comp- contemplate suicide, but would have welcomed death had it come. He would have been like, okay, whatever, if his doctor told him for some reason he had six months to live. That's how bleak it was. He considers himself lucky to survive. And uh, Nick, I mean, uh, Hassan showed the uh, Time magazine cover, the untold story of Senator John Fetterman's Battle with Depression by Molly Ball. And he cried to her. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh, 
So now he's become an evangelist for the treatment that he believes saved his life. Get treatment. Get therapy. Ugh. And he's open about his mental illness. A half century ago, it didn't used to be like this. This, uh, uh, this stigma about mental health. We used to have more of a stigma about it. So-called mental health. A half century ago, Senator Thomas Eagleton selected as George McGovern's running mate, uh, that means 50 years ago, was dropped from the Democrat presidential ticket when it emerged he had previously been hospitalized for depression. Wow, so even 50 years ago, there, there were grown men getting depressed. And I heard that disproportionately, it's the, it's the demon rats who get depressed, by the way. Maybe because they're disproportionately females and openly angry. Whereas if you're only inwardly angry, you're still a mess, but it's not encouraged on you. It's not encouraged that white men be angry, is it? Yet. Uh, Anyway, Minnesota, oh, listen to this. Other politicians have been more open about so-called mental illness, spiritual death. Uh, Typically in the past tense, though. Oh, I used to be depressed, is how they like to say it. There's been a transition. I don't like that word. It's not very morally straight. In terms of stigma around these issues, stigma is a liberal female-minded word, right? Says Minnesota female Democrat Tina Smith, who disclosed her youthful battle with depression in a Senate floor speech in 2019. All these women talking about their issues. There's, remember that uh, gal who now defends Trump, but I used to go after her because she was a female... Feminist, <laughs> Republican, I'm blank. Nancy Mace. She talked about having been allegedly R-worded, aped, raped, uh, and then she. So she said, "Oh, uh, abortion is good in the case of rape." No, it's not, lady. These ladies talking about their talking about their past. Why would you say that you've been raped? When Fetterman set out to shatter the long-standing taboo of being mentally ill and trying to serve, fit to serve in, in the Senate, it was far from clear what, what the response would be. But he's been met with an outpouring of goodwill from colleagues and the public alike. Senators of both parties have lauded him. Of course, because the Republicans are female-minded liberals too. Most of us, right? With anger and emotions. People come up to him on the street corners and tell him he saved their life. What? On a May day that I interviewed him, this Molly gal, in Washington, a suit-jacketed Republican congressional staffer carrying a Chick-fil-A takeout bag approached Fetterman to thank him for talking about his struggles. As he sat on a park bench in Philadelphia recently, a 28-year-old black, and she capitalizes the B in word black because she's fake news, a woman pressed a handwritten note into his hands. And the handwritten note purportedly read, I just wanted to thank you for your bravery. I have lived with bipolar 2. Bipolar 2. Anybody have bipolar 2? Where's our resident health expert? Uh, not that our resident health expert would have bipolar 2. Or is it bipolar the second? Bipolar II? For years, you have opened up a door, this black woman write, writes purportedly, that has profoundly changed Not changed, change. She needs English. The conversation in my household and community! Exclamation mark. Oh, here's another picture of of (laughs) this depressed man. He looks depressed. Oh, man. You see? Yeah, you see? (laughs) 
I'm laughing with him, not at him. Okay, I'm laughing at him. But that's not so bad to laugh at him. I wish him well, he had a stroke. And then he believes in this depression mumbo-jumbo. Bipolar 2 sounds like some kind of flat earth talk. (laughs) Anyway, uh, listen to this. The people closest to Fetterman, this is fine. I like this picture, actually. (laughs) You're fine. You can show this next one, number nine, if you want this uh, quote, though, because it's kind of fascinating, and you guys are better readers than me, some of you. The people closest to Fetterman always knew there was a darkness in him. John was always a sad person, and that was okay, says his wife, Giselle Barretto Fetterman. Barretto, is that her maiden name and she kept it? At least she changed her last name. She's, that means she's only barely worse than Amy Barrett. <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, his wife, uh, Giselle Barretto Betterman, Fetterman said, he'd be like, I'm not too sad. You're too happy. He was just very empathetic. Keyword pathetic. He puts the pathetic in empathetic. Anyway, empathy is when you feel others' pain in your imagination. Uh, I think, and he carried the pain of so many, this woman says. Uh, I thought of him as melancholic. I always loved Abraham Lincoln. And Okay, I hate Abraham Lincoln now. Just kidding, kids. Don't hate. And historians would call him melancholy which we later learned was really clinical depression. So Abraham Lincoln, he should be depressed. He started a war that killed 600,000 people, and then he got assassinated allegedly over it, too. No, I, I don't want to be mean to that. Rest in peace, Abraham Lincoln. But maybe <laughs> clinical depression. They come up with these mumbo-jumbo names. And I thought, oh, he's my Abraham Lincoln. This woman and her ego. It wasn't something I wanted to change about him. This lady. <laughs> Man, I'm, I don't want to go too long on this. Fetterman got his MBA from UConn. There's some younger pictures of him. Of him not being bald, but still being a big old burly ogre. I knew a guy who was kind of big. Maybe not six foot eight, but we call him, well, not we, but... The Asian girls who were friends with him called him an ogre. Big old Mexican. Uh, he looked like a baseball player, all fit. Now he's kind of fat and sloppy and... Shout out to the fat, sloppy people. His Republican father, he planned to go follow his Republican father into the family business as a young man, but when he was 24, his best friend died in a car accident. Prompting a round of soul searching. Prompting a round of soul searching. When you search for your soul, do you find anything? He signed up for AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps, which sent him to work with low-income kids. Oh, Lord, in Pittsburgh, meaning the blacks. Largely, probably. After earning a degree from Harvard's Kennedy School, he returned to Western PA to run a GED program in Braddock, a majority black former steel town. Braddock's population declined precipitously. Poverty and violence were rampant, meaning it was black. Uh, Fetterman ran for mayor. You know, the black family is a mess, and they were fed this lie of racism. So just a bunch of anger and crime, of course. 
and so-called poverty, because you're a bump on a log when you're angry, often lazy. Laziness is a symptom of anger. Uh, Fetterman ran for mayor in 2005 in Braddock, PA, I guess, uh, on a reform platform, beating the incumbent by a single vote in the Democrat primary. As mayor, he turned the town into a showcase for hipster urban renewal. (laughs) Art studios, organic gardens. In other words, he gentrified the place. Well, which is whatever. Uh, With help from a foundation funded by his Republican father. What? So, good for him. He's, that's, this is white history, I guess. Is Fetterman a white? Is he a white, a normal white? Not that normal. He's a male Democrat. Listen to this. He tattooed the local zip code, 15104, on one big, arm, big forearm. The woman calls it a big forearm because he's big. On the other forearm, he inked the dates of every murder in Braddock during his tenure. What a weirdo. No wonder he's all depressed, so-called depressed. He's all into death. Is this getting annoying? Hope it, I hope that it's as interesting to you as it kind of is to me, somewhat. I feel like it's getting long. Uh, his, his wife is an illegal. In 2004, in 2007, oh, so he got all this media attention because he, he gentrified the place, <laughs> got magazine profiles, and he was re-elected three times as mayor of Braddock. In 2007, a formerly undocumented, meaning illegal alien, Brazilian immigrant, Giselle Barreto Almeida. Hey, okay, so she didn't keep her maiden name. Barreto is her uh, real, uh, I don't know, those, those Brazilians, I don't know how they name themselves. Those Latinos, Latinas, Latinx People. She wrote him a letter saying she admired his efforts. Oh, a fan. He married a fan. He invited her to visit Braddock. They fell in love and were married a year later. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, terrible. Now she runs his life. Uh, jump down to number 14. This is him and his family. Mildly attractive wife. Mildly attractive-looking family, except the kids look depressed like him. (laughs) Or joyless or something. I don't know. Their family is somewhat obscured by him running for office. John Fetterman, he's holding his heart to his chest. He's such a mama. He looks manly, but he's still a mama. And then his wife... All mildly attractive and uh, smiley and running the show underneath it all. And then his kids looking all... Anyway, we wish that family well. That, that is looking like a family headed for trouble. We wish him well, right? Look at him in this, uh, number 15, in this dark elevator. He's not out of the darkness. Every photograph that they take of him, he seems depressed. Anyway, even look at this, uh, number 16. Here he is with Elizabeth Warren, goofy lady. Shout out to Elizabeth Warren. She seems like she'd be a cool professor gal. She used to be a professor. Uh, I would have probably enjoyed her in, because <laughs> she got a sassy attitude. Pocahontas, you know? She, just like me, was told by one of her parents that she was part American Indian. <laughs> oh gosh 
bully Seesaw says, don't worry, and she's bullying John Fetterman. I'm sure she didn't marry you for your papers. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, she was already a former un- illegal, maybe. She was legal again. He gives a thumb. Even his thumbs up looks depressed. He's all looking down, not making eye contact with his furrowed brow with uh, Elizabeth Warren, who doesn't belong in an office. It's a mess. So, uh, show these last two, 17 and 18 pictures, if you can, for me here. Uh, and then we'll move on. We're past time. Uh, here he is in the Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee hearing. Oh, yeah, he reads from scripts. I remember I played a, him reading from a script. What a mess. And then him in the courtyard from the back, from behind, taking a break during a busy work day. And, uh, nice. Is it humid in D.C.? I feel like it's humid everywhere except SoCal. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am remiss in not getting to the calls and stuff, but that's John Fetterman. We, uh, we wish him well, right? Or is that just... <laughs> Is that just words? <laughs> because uh, we bashed him so hard, then we have to... You talk about him like a dog and say, Shout out to John Fetterman, you loser. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, it's, t- it's past... It's 10 after 10 here in Los Angeles, roughly. It's time for some white history music. Happy White History Month. Let's listen to some white heart. Uh, this track is entitled Montana Sky, and this goes out to John Fetterman. Uh... So I hope you enjoy it. It's from emergency broadcast from Whiteheart from like the 80s or 90s. I hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. You can, you know, do your usual thing during Hake music. Cover your ears, sing La La La, the Hake Report. Go outside, press pause and fast forward. Mute or grin and bear it, you musical Philistines. I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Montana Sky. Mute me. Unmute me, please. Oh, no, it's not playing. Let me check it. Let me check it. Music. Let me see. Okay, it's, it's working for me, so hold on. What the heck? Come off. Give me a second. Complicated business, folks. Playing an MP3. <laughs> uh, let me just paste it. I'll paste it into the main folder. I pasted it in... Press 1 if you hear it. Press 2 if you don't. Press 3 if you're on mute. Montana Sky by Whiteheart. You guys are like, darn. (laughs) All right. Be right back. i 
Some people say. Turn it to zero. <laughs> I can't hear you, Ake. I know, I know. We had to do it differently. I did it in a rush, so it must be my bag. This song is mildly annoying. Whatever, man. It's actually one of my favorite songs from White Heart. It's fading out now. Better if, you, if muted. Beautiful song, hey, thank you, DNK127. 80s synths. Well, guys, thank you for bearing with me through the beautiful music. In my opinion, it was beautiful. 
Uh, let me double check for super chats. Uh, apologies for the problems there. It might have been my bad because of uh, I did it in a hurry, so that may have messed up the thing. Uh, we're all clear on Rumble rants. Thank you, Rumble people, for uh, joining me. Let me press play. Boom, boom, boom. And thank you to the Odyssey people for joining. Let, shall I open the treasure chest as, uh, to compensate for the uh, overly loud music? Sure, I'll open the treasure chest now. Oh, I can't give you extra. I'll give you 15. Boom, boom, boom. Puff up the treasure chest. Pump up the Obama's sunken chest redistribution of lemons for you guys. On uh, Streamlabs, we're all caught up, I do believe. On Odyssey, no, not on Odyssey, on buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report. I did see one from Santino Robles. Santino Robles. Says shout out to Hassan, the guy's the guy whose dog sleeps in the bed, Nick, the American anchor baby, and the guy with the good hair, James Hake, for an amazing JLP show. That's right, I got I guest hosted JLP today and interviewed Bill Lockwood, and we played some uh, throwbacks, and we took some calls. Some of those calls were very good, but it may have been too loosey goosey. Says Santino Robles. I accept that. That is quite possible. Indeed. Let me just double check on my least favorite now, Kofi. We're all clear there. And what's up to the Kick crew? Did you know I stream on Kick? I even stream on Twitch. Haven't seen Twitch chatters in a bit, but that's okay. Yeah, buymeacoffee.com slash Report. You can go to thehakereport.com. And there's a blue coffee icon at the bottom right of this of the screen, I guess you would call it. You can click or tap on that and super chat. Easiest and best way. Thank you to Spoiler Alert for discovering that. That's cool. Okay. Let me get to Darren in Texas as a first-time caller. Been on hold forever and a day. Darren, thanks for calling and holding. Are you there? I've been on hold forever. I feel like my grandma came back to work. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my, like my grandma came back to life. <laughs> That's funny, man. Nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, my um, you white, and Indeed. my question is, uh, as a used to be white Bible thumper, what do you think of the gifts or the the fruits of the Holy Spirit. As a, you're calling me a used to be white Bible thumper? Yes. <laughs> Meaning I'm not white and I'm not a Bible thumper anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you watch me. <laughs> uh, the gifts of the Spirit, I mean the fruits of the Spirit. I, oh, I like the, uh, I like the list. You know, the, some there's a passage in the Bible that Darren in Texas is referencing. Uh, for those of you listening, if you don't already know, that something says, uh, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, blah blah blah. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, understanding, self-control, long-suffering, and blah, 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 to quote Joel Friday, hat tip to Joel Friday. Uh, those are great things to have. And that's what the real spirit is. And that's why I pressed my uh, prior caller, you know, um, David in Ocala, Florida, because he was making excuses for not having that fruit of the spirit because he has a breaking point, uh, you know, and we all got our issues. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and he's not. I didn't say anything about me when I was pushing him on that. But I like that. It's encouraging, it's hopeful, and it's, it's, it sort of sets a standard, you know, like of, of what I know that we're missing and what we should have in life okay. on earth today. What about the gift of the Holy Spirit? Oh, like uh, a gift of tongues or the gift of prophecy, things like yeah. that. Those ones, yeah. I see those as different talents, maybe, and str- strengths, natural strengths, maybe. I'm not sure. That may be too much speculation on my part. Uh, that part is a little bit beyond me. Uh... So you know, because there's people who who have the supposedly the gift of tongues and they can speak well and all that, or prophecy and they're able to prophesy. At least in the Bible, in the old, in the New Testament, uh, Bible times. That's a. I think Paul said that some people have those gifts, right? Somebody said that. Somebody wrote that in the New Testament. So, so based off of, because I'm trying to tie that into silent prayer and be more present in God. Okay. Um, I spoke to Jesse a while back on uh, the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Yeah. And, excuse me, he spoke about, well, we spoke about how um, as I was going into silent prayer and becoming more present, reality or the world, I started to see when Jesse said, um, inside of me and inside of others. I started to understand that. And as I was watching and as I started to see, like, this world, or what I saw the world to be, started getting further and further away from me and started to look more and more outside of my control. I started to see that, hmm, when I sometimes want to be a Bible thumper, <laughs> and I go into the scripture and I start to, you know, try to see what Paul and them said about the Spirit, I started to see that um, I can see how God would influence other people, not in me, not me doing it, but God would influence other people when it comes to their hell. For example, um, I work at McDonald's, and there's a lot of angry people that go in there. They don't care about you. They don't care about what you got going on. They don't, yeah. <laughs> they other people in the line in front of them, they want to cut in front of people. They want to get their food, and they want their food to be right. And yep. so um, I... You, before I met Jesse, or I found met him, yeah. Before I met Jesse, um, that get I, I get angry. I get angry. I start cut. I start. I wouldn't cut that on because I didn't want to lose my job. Right. Even though I'm, I, I know how to keep a job as a black man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cut the back at him, but I they it would affect me. And right. So as I started Jesse, <clears throat> I started to see that um, 
wow, they really, like, I can see that hell trying to get me, trying to bring me in. It's like a whole nother world. Yeah. And, if, and then I'll see the, I can say no to that. I can, like, step back. I can, like, but then I, but then I started noticing, like, what if something the Holy Spirit started moving through me? I didn't notice it. But I'll see the light of God literally go into their world and kind of, like, they'll see themselves They'll look, it'll force them to look at themselves because they'll see, and I, I don't, I don't want to start to, you know, impose my understanding on other people, but I want people to figure it out for themselves. But they'll see that, that, hey, this dude, this dude is sitting right here or he's present here. I can be present too. And when they start to get present as well, or when they whole start to get close to me, they'll see themselves. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting because it's like, that's when I asked Jesse, like, can you help bring people out of their hell? Because I started noticing that around that time. Yep. Uh, they, they, they started noticing. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's a great story. It reminds me of other stories I've heard. I knew, I think I recently told on one of these shows, maybe mine or JLP's in the last week or few, of a man who was getting yelled at by a woman. He had, like, a work truck that was encroaching on her property, and she yelled at him and just being out of line. Some of you guys would call it out of pocket, right? But I call it out of line. (laughs) Way out of line, right? But she was right in that he should not have been encroaching on her property with his work truck. And although she was out of line, he didn't listen to the thought that said cuss her out back or, you know, whatever, get back at her. He said, you know what, you're right. And she kept on hounding him. That is wrong. And he said, you're right. You're right. I'll get this, I'll, I'll get this fixed. I'll get this fixed. He was just patient with her. He didn't tell her to calm down or anything. He just said that you're right. And eventually, because he was unshakable, he, he kept on admitting to where he was wrong and, and where she was right. She eventually realized that she was wrong for yelling at him like that. And she, it ended up she appreciated him. She saw for herself that she was wrong. She didn't need him pointing out that, that, that she was wrong. Because then it's just a bunch of finger pointing. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. And in reality, they're both wrong. So that's cool, man. That's a nice report. Uh, yeah, amazing. That's the that's that's heaven on earth. You're in, you're in heaven at McDonald's working at McDonald's. That's awesome. God God supposed to be saying that I will turn this McDonald's into a tabernacle before I sit up here and try to make people learn about me in a place that they should, which is church. You told me that a long time ago, but do you believe that you can cast demons out of people? Uh, do you in it? Like I think I believe that some people. Mm-hmm probably can i don't know if i'm at that point or i'm in that in that place i don't know i don't like calling it a place but i don't know if i have that spirit to do that but i believe that people can so you said that you heard from god that god will turn the mcdonald's into a tabernacle where people will learn about him where they should be learning it at a church but they're going to learn it at mcdonald's god told you that he did how did you hear that so it was when I was really like seeking God, fasting, and all those things, and um, I was really like into 
trying to look like a Christian instead of just being present in God. Yeah. And coming closer to God, you know, because God brought me to Jesse, you know. I yeah. didn't I didn't just sit up here and, like, because I was already seeking God, trying to find a way to overcome whatever pain that I was feeling or trying to get deeper into him. Yeah. In me seeking and also God bringing me to Jesse, he showed me that, um, it's the person. We're the temples of God. We're the dwelling place of God. What's We're that? the church. And we're supposed to be the light to the world that is in that is unconscious and darkness. And God said that the church building isn't doing that. People don't think that they're serving God in a place where everybody's serving God. How yeah. you what, what, <laughs> I know. Uh, true. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, man. They cast out demons of people that should already have the hope, that should already know God. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. Yeah, so God showed me that because I'm working at the McDonald's, I'm there for a reason. Yeah. I could be, but I'm there for a reason. Right on, man. That's cool. How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? I'm 21. Okay. Nice age. I think Texas is the best state in the United States. You know. you, what did you say about, about Texas, other than that it's the best state in the United States? Yes, sir. What did you say, though? You said you think we should move to Texas? Is that what you said? No, I said the reason why I'm I'm close to God at such a young age is because I'm in Texas. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> all, folks, all these white folks out here, and then, you know, and we ain't going to let Atlanta come over here and think they're going to do stuff. Like, Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully not, man. That's cool. What a nice call. Wish you well, man. Call me again sometime, Darren. Yes, sir. I hope I'm not going to have to wait so long. Oh, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> Normally, it's not so packed. I don't know why I'm getting... It, it comes in waves. Sometimes I get no calls all day, and I appreciate it, and sometimes I get many calls all day, and I appreciate it. So, well, I pray, that, I, I pray that your theme takes off. Thanks, man. And, all right, man. Thank you. All right. Take care, Darren. You as well. All right. Darren in Texas with the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, man. Real quick, let me cover this quick story, and then I'll get back to calls. Uh, people like when I cover stories, too. This tricked me. Uh, show this... Uh, well, I don't know what I called it anymore now. Uh, did I put it in the folder, even? AOC parody. X. From, from Twitter to X. And AO Cortez. AO. <laughs> His, her boyfriend, his, her boyfriend should call her A.O. Nice. Get it? Alexandria Ocasio. Uh, AOC Press 2 tweeted, and it's a parody account that tricked me. She tweeted, or it, he, tweeted, X is the dumbest name in history, referencing Twitter becoming X. Elon Musk, you know, the billionaire, South African man, is renaming Twitter to X. It's the next big news, right? Uh, and so what will tweeting be called? I don't know. And she's all, it's the dumbest name in history. We all know Elon Musk stole it from the Latinx community. And I was like, that's a pretty clever tweet, Cortez. Hey. I thought she was brilliant for, like, trolling us. Because, you know, that's trolling. It sounds like a joke. It's making fun. But no, that's not the real Cortez. This is not the real Sandy Cortez. Hat tip to uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, 
That's not really her. That's uh, her press account, her, the parody press account. So it, uh, it got me. Darn. <laughs> uh, I should have known she wasn't that brilliant and humorous. Women can't be funny. Yes, they can. I'm just kidding. I disavow that. Okay, another quick story. It's not a story, but uh, terrible radical homosexual propaganda. Show this I hypocrite thing. Or no, it's not called I hypocrite. It's called Google searches. Sexuality, gender, 2004. I hypocrite tweeted this out. LP original G. The, the man, the cozy streamer on whose stream Nick, the American anchor baby, called and called him out for being a, a, a gossiping woman. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Uh, NBC News headline screenshot reads, uh, far left extremist NBC. Google searches questioning so-called sexuality and so-called gender are up 1,300%, 1,300% since 2004. And this is a relatively recent headline from May of this year, 2023. So in less than, in about 20 years, uh, this uh, propaganda has taken hold of people's minds, darkened minds, darkness falling on the people. So no wonder we need a tabernacle in the Texas McDonald's run by... Was his name Darren? Now I'm blanking on my own caller's name. Up, up, uh, yeah, Darren in Texas. Uh, searches and anal- analysis shows Utah had more searches for. I can't even read this. M I G word, not gangster, but the other not morally straight thing. Because <laughs> it's not moral to be a gangster. You know that rap song, he's a gangster? No, I'm not. He doesn't want to be gangster or the G, the other G word, which is not morally straight. Utah had more searches for it than any other state, while Oklahoma topped the list for how to bleep bleep queries. By bleep bleep, I don't mean anything excessively explicit and dirty, but it is wrong. Come out. Like Obama came out in support of so-called same-sex marriage. (laughs) I like to do that because some of you guys think Obama is himself, not morally straight or whatever. And I don't like to speculate. I'm not into that. I don't don't know, don't care, don't want to (laughs) know type of thing. But uh, he came out in support of so-called same-sex marriage. And if you're in support of that, if you're out in support of that, then you are not morally straight yourself. Because it's not moral to be for something that uh, you don't know that God supports. So anyway, uh, crazy, huh? It's an article by Isabella Espadas Barros. Espadas. Isabella Espadas Barros Leal. What? There's too many names. Gal. This propagandist. And it's so gross, they're promoting the notion of false identity. And, of course, they fly that radical homosexual flag that we're taking back the rainbow. Indeed. Got Hassan over here. Boy in the corner. Man in the corner. With a fist. Not a communist fist. Of anger. And, uh, and trying to control people. But the, uh, 
godly, manly fist of love <laughs> to uh, punch Satan in the face, kick Satan in the face with our steel-toed boots. We are in the army of God with salvation as our roots. That's from Officer Negative. Anybody know Officer Negative? I have not played Officer Negative on the Hake Report. But they're brainwashing the younger generations, and it's generation, these younger generations who are brainwashed, raising even younger generations who are perhaps even more brainwashed. But there is always hope. You cannot stamp out the truth. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it, you know this song? <laughs> Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Dung, dung, dung. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. That's a little off key, but it's not too bad. Social engineering, though, social destruction. These people playing God. Catch J- uh, JLP. Oh, Bryson Gray did a Reclaim the Rainbow. That's nice. He's cool. I prefer Hassan, because I know Hassan. <laughs> Bryson Gray who? Uh, anyway, I listened to the JLP show. Bill Lockwood talked about how these people want to replace God. It's so evil. All right, let me get to Trick in Montana, under the Montana sky, which is smaller than God's love. Something like that. Trick in Montana, thanks for calling and holding, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I have to disavow that song. Oh, did you? Why did you have to disavow it? Was it too loud or was it too good? It was so it was so not Montana in my mind. Right. So I just had to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I, I disavowed it in my heart. Okay. And I said, I, I don't think that has anything to do with Montana. Just my opinion. Right. Yeah, they were just using... M- the Montana sky is vast and expansive, I guess. Is that true? Big sky. Yeah. Big oh, sky big sky. Here. Well, the God yeah. is God and his love or whatever is bigger than that. So they yeah. were using it as sort of a visual to uh, help you realize, dang. That's very um, advanced stuff. Big yeah. Jim Hake. Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. I, 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 I got to tell you this. Um, it's almost like, to me, it's divine providence. I'm listening to your callers, and I just got back from a meeting with the dysfunctional low IQ vets in nice. the mountains. And you know, we have a self help group, and you know, we listen to your show. Yeah. So, and it's a group for vets with all kinds of addictions. I mean, we got everything in there. And, um, you know, an umbrella group for vets with all kinds of problems. But, um, you guys were hitting on things today that we were talking about. No kidding. It was weird to me. I'm like, I got a call. Wow. I wasn't going to call. Sometimes I just listen. Yeah. But one of the scriptures that hit me that, that um, we were talking about is because, you know, when we're dealing with anger issues, all of us, and um, we're honest about it. And we got drugs, alcohol, sex addiction, P- PSTD, all of it, the whole, the whole, you know, it's an umbrella group. Yeah. But don't let the sun go down on your anger. Right. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Now, the way we took that was, 
you know, you're going to probably get angry. You might even get crangry at times, crazy angry, but you can't make decisions off that. Yeah. You have to have self-control. You have to... And one of the Bible thumpers there, um, he knows the Bible like you do. It's a cat named the Homeless Adonis. He's a really good-looking homeless vet. <laughs> we call him the Homeless Adonis because oh. he's a good-looking guy. Okay. But he's always bringing the Bible out, and he loves your show, too. Cool. But, he's, but he was bringing this, don't let the sun go down on your show. If you get angry, don't let it control your decisions. Yeah. So that's, that's nice, that was man. his take on it in preaching to us. And um, he's basically saying, you know, you guys, it's going to happen, but you got you to gotta, you gotta be able to deal with it properly. You know, and then it was, well, what do you do? You know, take a hike, you know, um, call your friends, you know, um, go see your preacher, and um, or talk to, like I have a Buddhist psychologist I talk to sometimes. Oh. So I talked to him. He's got, he's got wisdom and I talked to him. So he helps me. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, um, um, uh, has political is a political, um, observation I made. Okay. I don't know if you saw RFK Jr. in front of, he was in front of that guy, Jim Jordan. Okay. And he was, and he was talking I like this RFK Jr. I think he's heartfelt. I think he's a heartfelt man. So he was talking about censorship and healing the rift in the country. Yeah. And um, and he was, um, you know, he, he was speaking from he was speaking from the heart, from what I could see. And then they did this vote, and I saw the Dems vote and this. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And the way they treated that man, and this isn't no conservative Republican. So he's a, you know, he's a Kennedy Democrat, right? Right. But the way they treated and acted towards this man was very cold and very, I feel, overly judgmental on calling him or saying that, I guess someone accused him of being an anti-Semite. Oh, Okay. And um, and being anti-vax, which he isn't, and they were really hard. I and what you know what I took from this? I took from it. I don't know if that divide can be healed based on their attitudes. They seem self-righteous, right. judgmental, and very harsh towards this man who was was actually. I think well-intentioned. This wasn't a firebrand conservative trying to moralize to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, right. who I don't care for. I think she's a, a, a very mean woman in, in my mind. Not a Christian either. So, yeah, she's turned kind of nasty. She's fifty-six years old. I didn't know she was still in Congress. I guess yes. I guess she she is, huh? Yes. She was former chair so, of the D- you know, DNC. You, know what, you just. What you just said there is the point. I saw her probably four years ago. Yeah. Or maybe maybe four to five. But I'm telling you, something's happened to her. She got she's rattlesnake mean now. I can see it when it happens. Yeah. I can see it. She is a she's really gotten bitter. You know, you got to wonder what's going on in her life as far as depression 
and the worldview that isn't giving her any joy, she got no fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And although I'm not a Bible thumper like you, I, I am still reading Leviticus a lot. Yeah. So um, I, that's what I saw. I saw that, and um, it was really strange. But I, just if I can make a few more comments, so I can jump back to religious stuff. Okay. Your callers today, the guy talking about language, is the very thing this homeless Adonis was talking about with the Bible. And he was saying at Pentecost there were 70 languages, and that the Father can speak to a heart in whatever language you were born into. But he's making the statement, because he's studying the ancient Hebrew, is the best translations are in the ancient Paleo-Hebrew. And he's, he's reading this stuff to us low IQ dysfunctional veterans, although my IQ isn't as low as these other guys. Uh-huh. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I am around them. They need leadership, right? Yeah. So, um, so he's speaking in us the ancient Hebrew, with which I guess ancient Matthew, one of the Gospels, was found in the ancient Hebrew. And it is interesting to listen to what these words mean. And this is what that one caller, because when I called in today, I heard this guy talk about language and etymology. He didn't use the word etymology, but that's what he was getting at, and culture, and he, that man was a very smart man, and yeah. he was talking about interesting things. And then this caller out of Ocala, he was a Bible thumper, right. and he had interesting things to say. And then one of your callers is talking about the JWs, and I'm not kidding you, Hake, I met a woman, or a dude who's now a woman, who's raised JW in Montana, talking to me about the Jehovah's Witness Bible as a tranny. I'm not kidding you. Whoa. And was talking to me of the Jehovah's Witness, and was talking to me about a song, and I ain't being edgy here, called Joni the Jehovah's Witness Stripper. And I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, so I'm meeting all these Je- Jehovah's Witness, but it's a tranny JW uh-huh. that knows the JW theology. Transgender. And they call the Holy we have Spirit to call them. The tra- I feel like we have yeah. to call them transgender oh, for the sake of my channel. Transgender. Yeah. <laughs> okay, transgender. I'm sorry. Shout um, out to the transgenders. Was telling me that they call the Holy Spirit the active force, like Star Wars used the force. Oh. They call the Holy... And so I'm learning all this stuff from these people. And um, I don't know. I just... I saw this. I said, I got to call Hake today. And you and you were going off on this guy on floor. You weren't going off on him, but you were saying, never be angry. Right. I can't... I ain't there yet. But it was... The scripture that the homeless Adonis was preaching to me is... Don't let the sun go down on your anger because it'll hurt your sleep, and you got to forgive people even when you get angry at them, and um, don't let it control you. Yeah. Nice, man. Appreciate the call. So, Trick in Montana. Amen. All right. Have a great day, Hake. All right. You as well. Nice. Yeah, it's in, in that very passage, it says uh, somebody... Somebody put it, I think, spoiler alert, shared it. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, uh, KJV. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give a place to the devil. And later, within a couple of verses of that, a few verses of that, it says, get rid of all clamor, anger, malice, rage, all that stuff. Get rid of it. And that's also a reference to Psalm 4 that says, uh, says, it doesn't say, it says, tremble and do not sin. Lie still on your bed, something like that. In, uh, meditate in, within your heart on your bed and be still. Cool, huh? 
Interesting. Sounds kind of like the silent prayer. Quickly, speaking of health, the caller mentioned RFK Jr. Check this out. Now, I don't know what caused this, okay? And I don't want you chat speculating, but New York Post reports LeBron James, LeBron James, (laughs) his son Bronny, suffered cardiac arrest at USC. Practice. University of Southern California. The ghetto over there. The ghetto, not to be confused with girl. (laughs) Terrible, huh? LeBron James confirmed the scare involving his son as he prepared for his first lesson with the Trojans. The USC, University of Southern California. Formerly a Christian private school, by the way. Uh, Trojans. I was the Gidley Trojans as a kid. But it was blue and gold colors, but we were the Trojans. Uh, which was awesome soldier men. Nowadays, anyway, I have pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. He's a basketball player. Could you take him, Hassan? Hassan is a basketball player, too. No. Dang, he's he, that good, huh? He would beat me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's a talented young man playing for USC, but he suffered cardiac arrest. Maybe you could give him a heart attack, punch him in the chest. No, I disavow that. But, yeah, crazy, huh? And he's relatively young, I want to say. I mean, he's, in, he's college age, which means teens, 20s, late teens, early 20s. 18 years old, was a four-star recruit, whatever that means. It means good. After starring at Sierra Canyon High School. Medical staff treated him, took him to the hospital, stable condition, no longer in ICU. Asked for respect and privacy for the James family. LeBron James. King James. Uh, Still a mama's boy, but aren't we all? (laughs) We got to overcome that. Uh, Preparing for his first season with the Trojans, per a statement to TMZ. Far-left extremist TMZ. There's pictures of him. Look at them. We wish him well. Talented young man. But how do you get a... How do you get... I've heard of guys getting heart attacks even when I was a kid, even before the China virus vax, okay? So don't be speculating. But then again, I don't know. I really don't know. Whoa, he's... the heck? <laughs> I'm just seeing a picture of him with this. Okay, let me look at these pictures. There he is, father and son. His father let him wear that... Uh, his hair like that. I guess the young whippersnappers wear their hair like that. Oldest son of LeBron James. LeBron James wanted to play with him in, uh, at the NBA. He wanted to, to, uh, they wanted to be teammates or something. So, talented. Talented young man and physically. LeBron's a mess. James and Savannah have a son, Bryce, 16, and daughters, Zuri, Zuri. Z-H-U-R-I, eight, in addition to Brawny. Brawny sounds like LeBron. I wonder if his, LeBron, if his real name is LeBron. Like Braun? Anyway. I just wanted to present that. It's basically news. I have no point about it. Uh, look at them pinky, pinky shaking. Very manly there, father and son. At least they like each other, I guess. So... Oh, my goodness, Rick in Hampton, Virginia has been on hold forever. Rick, 
in Hampton, Virginia. How you doing, Rick? What's up? What's up, James? What's going on, my brother? Not much. Just having fun on the uh, on a loosey goosey Tuesday show. How about you? Man, I'm up here in Hampton, VA, with about 92 degrees. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's pretty hot. 92. That's that's pretty warm. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. wild. How's the weather in LA? You know, it's it's warm. It's here. It's 80 degrees outside. Going to get up to 88 according to uh, my weather app. It gets uh-huh. down to 65. Uh, it's supposed to, so 88 today, 90 tomorrow, 90 Thursday, 90 Friday, 89 Saturday, 88 Sunday, then g- coming back down to normal temperatures. Because we're oh. relatively close to the coast. Uh, further inland, it gets hotter. But in oh man, on this side of LA, it's nicer. So y'all closer to the ocean? Yeah, we're not that close. If it were, if we were that close, Santa Monica's seventy six, high eighty one, so low sixty five. Wow, nice breeze coming off the water. Dude. Oh yeah, nice and temperate. We love it. Well, shoot, I ain't gonna know you ain't got long, man. But I want to talk about that Carly Russell over there in Alabama. Yeah, tell us the story. Carly well, Russell. what happened? Yeah, she um claimed that she saw um a white baby walking the highway. She called nine one one, and then she said, "Well, she said, I think she said some white guys kidnapped her. <laughs> red, that red haired guy, and turn to find she just shows up mysteriously on her um, parents' uh, the front door, and um so the FBI got into it. They was looking at it. Well, the folks, you know, they was investigating it. And they said they didn't see no baby. And I didn't know how it's had cameras. Thank God they did have a camera. Yeah. Wow. They didn't see no baby walking around. They didn't see, um, was that no baby walking around. Then she just kept on. And then her father, he was so weak. He was like, you know, I guess they had to believe they didn't know their daughter was lying. So I guess give them a shout out to I guess. Whoa. So she admitted to a lawyer that she lied that she had been uh, been kidnapped. Yeah, and this is a oh, black gal. And I saw on American Anchor Baby that the there was a man who was disappointed in her, saying, "Now black women are not going to be." Oh, okay. Thanks for the heads up. Now black women are not going to be. Uh, they're not going to be believed. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Didn't didn't the, there wasn't there a black woman who lied about being raped, gang raped by a bunch of white guys? Yes, I think some girl in lacrosse. Yeah, the Duke lacrosse fake and scandal with LeBron. They should, they should sued, LeBron. They should have sued um, Al Sharpton. The girls put them brought, brought charges on them. Sued Al the buzzer Sharpton. Yeah, I agree, Got man. Lying. Yep. Did, what did she? That's, that's, Crazy. That's serious. You know, when somebody files false charges on you, because they're going to actually go against you, man. Now you sit up in jail for nothing. Yeah. The, the Bible takes that serious. The Bible says, and I think it's in Deuteronomy, it says, if you falsely accuse somebody of a crime, you if you get caught, you will get the same amount of time he would have got if he got convicted. Wow. And that's how it should be. I see a headline from Fox 5 Atlanta. $63,000 raised in Carly Russell's search will not be refunded. Maybe it will go to pay these, because there was a whole lot of government involvement in the search for her, right? Yeah, it'll go, go to pay the um, people that was in the search. 
her ex-boyfriend is blindsided and disgusted by her hoax, according to New York Post. A black boyfriend. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> Good thing it's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> right. Terrible. Tomar Latrell Simmons wrote on his IG that her actions created hurt, confusion, and dishon- and dishonesty. Nice. That's an upstanding black yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he stood up. But I, yeah. I wouldn't even date a woman like that. That was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know. I, I might keep a low profile if it were me. But <laughs> I don't know. No, right? They, uh, sometimes blacks like attention a little too much. I appreciate your call, Rick. It's good to hear from you, man. You too, L. James. Love you guys. Man. I did a good job still in Sunday, man. Oh, cool. Yeah, I agree. Joel Friday. Check him out on yep. the church uh, service there. Thanks again, Rick. Take care. Well, love you guys. Be blessed, there, Jay. I'll see if I can call in tomorrow. Sounds good. Take care. Uh, guys, this has been the Hake Report. I got to end. This track is entitled, are you able to play it, though, irregardless? Uh, this is entitled, I'm Not Dangerous by Huntington's from the 2000 album Plastic Surgery. Callers, I cannot get to you. Russ in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, wanted to talk about speaking in tongues, saying it's not gibberish. Call me tomorrow, man. I'll try to get to you. But for now, Huntington's. I think. I'm not dangerous. You know I've seen you at the Cineplex and in my mind Take a guess that you see me But when you shout and say hello Ramon's clothes I know your sister Don't like me much Cause she heard I'm no good in such But there's one thing That you really ought to know I do not live here in this neighborhood So tell your mama And tell your papa And your big brother too Oh, I'm not dangerous I'm not dangerous, oh no I'm not dangerous and I wanna let them know I'm not dangerous I'm not dangerous, oh no I'm not dangerous and my mom, we gotta go He's a bad boy <laughs> So good Pretty cool, huh? To the movie show where there's no blood No, there is no gore It's a happy love story like you and me I'm gonna sit down right next to you I'm gonna buy you some popcorn too And I hope all the neighbors get a chance to sing So they can tell your mama And tell your father and your big Oh, I'm not dangerous I'm not dangerous, oh no I'm not dangerous and I wanna let them know Correction, cardiac arrest stops the heart It's not a heart attack, heart attack is not oh. I'm not dangerous, oh no I'm not dangerous, oh go I'm not just playing games. I'm 
wanna help you With your algebra, wanna drag you With the brightest star of the big sky And show me my consistency Then we can sit down and read from songs on the list To the U.S. phones for the rest of Everybody's with us it might be too loud still. Oh, I'm not it's dangerous. Issues. Technical issues. I'm not dangerous, oh, no. I'm not dangerous, so come on, we gotta go. I'm not dangerous. I'm not dangerous, so oh, no. I'm not dangerous, and I wanna let them know. Well, guys, adios, America. Bye.